In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The angel of the Lord declared to Mary, And she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, God, pray pray for for us sinners, sinners, now and at the the hour of our death. death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it done unto me according to thy word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Holy Mary, Mary, Mother Mother of God, God, pray pray for for us sinners, sinners, now and at the hour of our death. death. Amen. And the Word was made flesh, and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Holy Mary, Mother Mother of God, God, pray pray for for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. death. Amen. Pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Let us pray. Pour forth, we beseech thee, O Lord, thy grace into our hearts, that we, to whom the incarnation of Christ, thy Son, was made known by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection through the same Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Episode 8. Yep. Welcome to Last But Holding Hands podcast. This is Tim and I'm Amy. We're back. it's Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, St. Valentine. Yep. So, I guess last podcast was in October. Yes. And the one before that was June. So, I don't... I'm really bad at, like, the month-to-date thing. So, that was how many? November, December, January. It was, like, three months from October and then a few months before that. I have no idea what math you just did and where you're starting and where you're trying to end up. (laughs) I guess it doesn't matter. Good, Good point. So, the point is... It's been a while, and uh, over the last few months, we've had several people tell us how much they miss the podcast. Um, I think the truth is, you know, we kind of miss it too, so glad to be back. Yay. So, kind of per usual, or maybe when we started, we said we had a whole backlog of podcasts, so we just spent the last hour figuring out. Yeah, and a half. Now it's getting late. Mm Yeah. the, the kid came already and interrupted us, so we hopefully won't have one of those again. Right. The, uh, yeah, but so we spent about the last hour and a half, you know, working out two or three or maybe four more episodes here. So hopefully this will be the restart of a more regular podcast because, um, like I said, we, we miss it too. But I thought that it probably made some sense to um, maybe talk about and go into kind of like where we've been since um, since October or maybe even really June. Yeah. You want to start? Yeah. So, well, now I have to get this timeline in my head because for some reason I was thinking it was like the first of last year when all this started. But so um, around June, I guess when uh, we had, we had, when we were trying to podcast, um, every time we got near the podcast, we would start fighting. Like after the first few episodes, it was kind of battle to even like put them out and that... Um, and every time we would try to outline or plan or even execute, um, it would just kind of blow up and we would end up fighting and feeling really disconnected. And eventually it just, um, we just kind of had to like walk away from it because it was causing so much, um, uh, I don't know, I can't think of the word, like angst. just angst and disconnection. Um, and and so, um, and then... 
Um, so we, we kind of stopped doing the podcast and then, um, we hit like a really busy season. Um, Tim doesn't travel very often. Um, and in June he had like, oh, it was absurd amount of travel. I don't even remember. You're like on, for, like on and off for like three weeks and, um, which doesn't seem that long, but for me that's really long cause you're not usually gone. Um, and, and that caused like a bunch more disconnection. Um, and then... Um, and so I don't know where to go from there. Yeah. So, so like Amy was saying, you know, so we kind of had stepped away from the podcast for like a couple of reasons. And I, and I don't know that it was actually as much an intentional stepping away, like deciding we weren't going to podcast anymore because right. we're here and we never shut down the podcast and we want a podcast, but it was more of a, this is really hard. Um, there's actually like a handful of episodes like half episodes and stuff that mm-hmm. are kind of like on the cutting room floor. Um, and, and it was really hard. And then the travel made it inconvenient and hard and mm-hmm. then, and also life harder and all those things. And then we just kind of found ourselves in like this place, but it was, it was the podcast, you know, kind of taking a dip. And I, I guess we kind of, we even made mention of the, um, of this, you know, I, I think in a couple of podcasts or a few ago, um, kind of half joking about, you know, when you don't hear from us, pray for us because things are weird. And it's like, you know, it's like a half joke, but it's a half truth. Like for, for us to do this, um, I don't know, it like requires a lot and we're super committed to, you know, not trying to paint a picture like everything's always okay, but there has to be a certain amount of okay for us just to get in front (laughs) of the microphone. (laughs) We have, yeah, right. We have to be able to be in the same room, um, enough to get in front of the microphone. So and connected enough. Yeah. So in, in a real way, you know, I, I would ask um, that you guys pray for us and pray mm-hmm. for this. Um, and I do feel, um, you know, even from the very first episode, very called to do this um, for whatever reason, you know, maybe just for us, maybe for the 12 people out there who listen to the podcast or, or maybe for some bigger purpose. I don't know. But I do feel like there's been constant resistance and, and a pressure mm-hmm. um, against it. Right. And it almost makes me, you know, there's there's a, a time in my life and I can't exactly tell you when the switch flipped for me. But there's a time where I became very aware of that resistance um, and I'm not perfect at it, but I listen to it and, and it almost makes me want to do something more. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I, I know that there's something good on the other side if I can push through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what we're doing. Right. But I think so. You know, so during all that busy time and the travel, that just put more pressure in the in the, on our family and in the system and between us, and we didn't have the time we needed to connect. And and I also think you know things got just hard, right? Because we were out of our routine and we had dropped some of the things that were, um, you know, that we had even talked about on these podcasts, right? Like working out every day and praying every day, and like it became not that it went completely away, but it was like inconsistent and it was hard. And it was like kind of a drag. And I think mentally we weren't doing it for all those same reasons. And well, like we dropped a lot of things that we were doing regularly. So like we had a regular scheduled um, adoration hour and we had to give that up because we were too busy and we kept having to find subs. And so it was too much pressure to continuously find people to cover our hour because we had a really late hour. Um, and then and then it became too hard to fit in Orange Theory and, and that workout. Like it became too much to fit that into the schedule um, and so s- some pretty, pretty big things that we were 
that was was sort of how we ended up where we ended up to start the podcast got dropped. Yeah, date nights. We, date nights. Those got that's true. really infrequent because it was just hard to schedule around the around the hard schedule, but then also right. just taking the time to find babysitters and you know. Well, and then when kids, we would go on date nights, like that would explode too. There were. Um, many date nights when I would end up in tears or we would end up fighting or we would come home like disconnected. Well, you know, it's hard when we haven't really seen each other mm-hmm. and then we have two or three hours together mm-hmm. for it to not become kind of business. Yeah. And that's not very connecting. No. It needs to get done, but, but it's not very connecting. So, so yeah, so it's been a hard... Um, Hard, what's that, fall, winter? Um, well, so, really, sorry, in the summer. Summer, fall, winter. Yeah, so so I guess winter's not over. I guess we're kind of like right in winter now. But <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's been a hard four or five months, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of crazy because it's like, you know, it, it's been a hard five months that preceded a really good two or three months. Right. And it's in some ways um, even more frustrating to feel like you're kind of on top of the mountain mm-hmm. and and you've won mm-hmm. to realize that you haven't won. Yeah. I would say on on top of all that a lot of what was going on too was um triggering some things for me um just triggering some really deep wounds um which then triggered my anxiety um I don't really know if I've talked about anxiety on this podcast. Um, it's something that I talk to like pretty openly one-on-one with people, but, um, I don't generally talk very openly about it because I feel like there's just such a stigma that comes with it. Um, and, um, and so, but, so that's been a real struggle and, and at the time before all this, it was, it has been, um, diet and exercise sort of controlled, like, um, I don't take any medication for it. And so, um, that started to really unravel and that started to get really out of control. Um, and that was another layer on top of everything else. Yeah. So it became kind of like a spiral, like life gets hard. You drop a few things that, you know, you think you don't really need. You kind of start to, to toss stuff off the boat to try to, you know, save what you got. And so, you know, like you said, we dropped adoration, which, you know, even just saying that out loud, like dropping things you don't need, dropping adoration, it's like that, that right. doesn't sound right, right? But we did. So we, we start bailing adoration off, um, bailing these other things off. Oh, it's, it's too hard to, you know, keep up with making our own food and stuff because we, you know, we just need to go rush and grab some food and that wrecks right. the diet. And it's like, oh, we'll just do it this once. Well, then that, that one, just this once is, well, then it's just this once a week. Oh, well, it's just once a day. And then mm-hmm. I was like, huh, diet, what? Um, you know, before you know it. Right. And then, and that's just one more thing. And it's all these things. Um, and it, and, and, you know, you said something when we were preparing for this podcast that I think is, is really profound. Um, it's, it's a truth. And I think it's something that is hard to understand, but I think there's power in it. You were talking about how, um, you know, my rational brain wants to like make pictures and diagrams, like a Venn diagram. But you're talking about how, um, you know, we're not like two people. Mm-hmm. There's not like this spiritual Tim and this physical Tim. Mm-hmm. It's just Tim. Right. And how all this stuff we're talking about is all smushy and in- interconnected. So, smushy? Smushy. That's the technical <laughs> term. 
He's late, y'all. Um, <laughs> Just it's like nine forty-five. People, it's late, y'all. <laughs> I gotta get up at four fifty in the morning. I know tomorrow. you do. It's Exodus ninety, y'all, too. In case you're wondering, got my Exodus group in the morning. Um, but yeah, it's like it, it's all kind of smushy and interconnected, and and there's this idea and, and all this stuff, right? So like, so this idea that you know, like, which came first, tossing away our adoration hour? Or jacking up our diet, right? It's like they're, you know, and and which one's more important? And aren't aren't they kind of the same mm-hmm. in terms of we're responsible to this thing that is this life that God gave us, right. and this life is multifaceted, and we're to take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. But what does it mean to take care of ourselves? It means to take care of all the facets of ourselves. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean to to be physically fit and spiritually poor or spiritually fit and physically poor or, you know, have have no relationship, whatever, right? It's like it, it's it's all of these dimensions we have to sort of like to be to be taking care of of ourselves. Um, we'd be doing all that stuff, right? Yeah. I feel like you jumped to the point of our podcast like we can be done now. We're done. No. <laughs> no, okay. I got a whole outline here. All no, right. so so kinda like, you know, what I think would be interesting to talk about a little bit is um, what what did the last few months look like for you? And in terms of, and, and me, well, we can both go, maybe I'll start if you want. Yeah. Um, like what, so so this slide starts in June mm-hmm. and I'm obviously feeling it, you're feeling it. Mm-hmm. It's not like we didn't see it, the slide. Couldn't stop it, obviously. Um, but, but felt it, but so like, so what did I do? Right. Um, and I, you know, I'm going to say all this stuff as, as if it was done perfectly. Clearly it's, it wasn't, but, mm-hmm. but it's like, what do you do when that slide starts? I guess for me, um, the first thing that I, I started to try to do was to hang on to the basics and I started to strip it down and figure out like, what's what's like the minimum that I have to do to keep things on the rails. And so for me, that minimum was, um, was stripping back all the, the extra stuff. So it was like, all right, so I'm feeling this pressure and you know, I can't do the whole workout regimen that I was trying to do before. So I gotta make some space in my world because there's too much going on, we're too busy but I got to do something. So stripping it back to 10 minutes, but holding myself brutally accountable to 10 minutes every day, mm-hmm. you know, realizing that I had dropped, like writing you a note every day. And that mm-hmm. was like a thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to do it every day. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get back on that bandwagon. Didn't do it hundred percent, but I was like, I was, but I, I began to get committed to that 15 minute exercise in our relationship every day. Mm-hmm. And I was going to do it. And it's like, I started to strip it back and I was like, and I'm going to pray every day. I had been doing like a lot of stuff and I was like, I don't have time to do like 40 minutes of prayer a day. I'm going to do 15 minutes every day. And it's like, I had to strip it back to, to something that was doable for me that I knew I could commit to every single day so that I didn't have an excuse. And so that I was, I just made sure that while everything was going crazy around me, 
that I was at least doing the minimum to try to stay on on the rails. I'm sorry, I'm having like this Jesus moment over here. <laughs> Don't be sorry. Don't ever be sorry for Jesus. So <laughs> we're going to tangent for a second. So um, this Moms Connect group that I'm a part of at our church, um, we listen to this podcast, um, and it's, it's the subject that we discuss each meeting. And it's the Biting Together podcast, and I love it, and I, you should listen to it. It's amazing. Um, and they have this thing where um, they pick a word of the year um, each year and at the beginning of the year, and you, and you choose your word. And, um, and it's sort of the, the overarching theme for the year of, like, what God is trying to teach you in your life. Um, and uh, so at the beginning of last 2019, um, I was like, well, I guess I got to pick my word of the year because we're supposed to pick our word of the year. And so... I went to adoration. I sat in adoration. I wrote down in my journal all of the words and or phrases that kind of just came to my head that had sort of been like popping up around my life. And um, and like I like several words in, I got this phrase like um, the ordinary liturgical or the liturgy of the ordinary. And it this like feeling, it sort of like went thunk like in my body, like this was it. And I was like, oh. I don't, I don't want that. Um, and it, it was, it was this phrase that I kept coming across in things that I was reading in like random places that weren't like really connected. It wasn't like I was reading some book about this. It was just like this phrase that kept popping up all over. And it was this idea of like the beauty in the ordinary, the beauty in the daily liturgical, like the ordinary things, like the washing of the dishes and the, like the ordinary routines and, and the, um, and the um, just like just those things that are part of like the everyday, right? Like, and and now like I'm having this moment because I'm realizing like that was God saying you have to prepare for battle. Like you're gonna have to draw back to the basics. You're gonna have to find me in the ordinary things. Like, and it's gonna have to be like a liturgy, like every day. And and like, I don't think I was in a place to really like hear that. I was like resistant to that idea. It was like, a, I don't want to be like joyful in the washing of the dishes. Like, I don't, I don't like, I think I don't like routine, even though I really do. I have a hard time with daily discipline. Like I have a hard time doing things like every day. And now as I'm hearing you say this, like I'm seeing the beauty in the fact that that was like my word that year. And and we'll, and we'll get to this, this like in a little bit of like that I feel like at the end of last end of 2019 in the beginning of this year I really started to delight in the routine and delight in the ordinary and like God has shown me how like that he makes the ordinary extraordinary and like I'm hearing you say that like you've been doing cutting back to the basics and doing this discipline this routine and I just I feel like it was God saying prepare yourself for a battle like this is what you need to do. And I didn't have the ears to hear at the time, but now I do. And I'm just getting chills and going like, whoa, this is really cool. <laughs> so I'm having this moment and I'm all snotty. <laughs> yeah. So we should probably apologize. You probably hear like tea clanking and drinking and stuff in the background. I got like a goopy throat. She's all snotty from Jesus. It's like a little bit of a mess. Snotty for Jesus. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that. Yeah. Man, it's a raw podcast. You got phlegm and tears. <laughs> We're only like five minutes in. Oh, man. So Hold on, people. <laughs> yeah, so I think um, what's interesting about what you're, 
what you're saying is that I think that that liturgy, that like every day that, you know, um, I said we were doing Exodus 90 again. Um, I guess it's day like 32 or something. Um, I, I might be behind on the on the reflections. I'm sorry, y'all. Um, somebody check my math on that. I think it's day 32, Fe- uh, February 14th, day 32. Um, but there was, you know, part of, part of Exodus, you know, the um, Moses is talking about, you know, every, kind of getting everybody ready to go. Uh, into the desert and um, he, he talks about like going to bed with your staff in your hand and dressed and your sandals on like ready to go and it's like you know that's like a really hard life it's yeah. a really hard life to not be able to rest it's a really hard life to be be ready to pick up and go ready to defend yourself re- you know to go to bed with your armor on Every day, it's like it's a really hard life, but we're cho- we are asked to take the hard road, you know. And that I think that's so much of what um, we're called to do is not to not to get comfortable and not to lay down and not you know, like yeah, rest, sleep, but do it with your sandals on, because you might have to go. Be ready, you know. You don't know when it's coming, but be ready. Always be ready. You know, and be thankful every day that the fight doesn't come, but be ready every day to fight if it comes, you know? And it's like, there's a, um, this is a tangent I wasn't thinking I was going to go on, but it's, it's kind of like an interesting thing, and I'm only like partway through the book. So Simon Sinek wrote a book called Infinite Game, and uh, it's, it's the, James Carson in the 80s talk, talks about like infinite games versus finite games. I don't want to like try to explain it completely, but the idea is that there's like, there's uh, games in the world that, that end, like football. It's like some, there's a winner, there's a loser, time expires, it's a finite game, right? There's a winner and a loser, objectively, boom, time, time's over, somebody wins. And then there's infinite games like, like business or like life or like marriage. And I think, and, and the goal of a, a finite game is to win, a goal of an infinite game is just to keep playing. And stay in the game. And stay in the game, right? And I think that um, where, where things get weird and messy is when people think about infinite games in a finite way, like you know Simon Sinek, he's a business guy. So in, in a lot of examples in the business book, it, or a lot of the examples in the book are businesses. But he talks about how like you know if a, a business is an infinite game, the idea is just to stay in business, it's to play another day. Um, but if people get into the mode of it being a finite game, you know there being some like beating the competition or something like that, people make really weird decisions because they try to win in the short term. And they jeopardize their ability to play in the long term. So they end up kind of losing the infinite game, right? They don't get to play anymore mm-hmm. um, because they, they thought about it in a, in a way of like a finite game. And I think that that's some of what happens in life, right? Because it's like we want to like, win this game. We want to say, you know what? I'm spiritually good enough. I'm physically good enough. I'm whatever. Now I can coast. Well, that's sort of how I realized that I had been seeing our marriage was I had this idea that like, and it was something that I heard from somebody else, like a somebody older than me, like, you know, our parents age a long time ago that he had, they had said, you know, we've worked out a lot of this stuff in our marriage. Um, and now we're just like in this place where we're just trying to make us happy. And it was in the sort of the way he said it was sort of that like idea of like coasting and, 
And like I said, there are our parents age and they're older and they're divorced now. And it's like, um, and I, I guess I had this idea that like at some point we were going to like hit this point and we were just going to be good. And I think part of like what part of what was so difficult this last several months is like grieving the loss of that concept and that idea that like it was going to be fighting until we die. Yeah, we're not, not going to win. We just got to fight to play. Right. The goal is to stay married. The goal is to keep playing the game. Right. The goal is not to win. But it's kind. Of, but it's been hard for me anyway. I don't know about you, but it's been hard for me to sort of accept that and go like, oh, okay, I'm well, in it. Well, yeah, it means that we got. We're gonna have to keep working. It means we right. got work ahead of us. Right. For a long time. Right. I hope. Right. I'm planning on living a while. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, so yeah, right. So I think that. But I think that's good. That's a good like learning is that you know part of part of this thing is you know. So cool. So we, we got to the top of the mountain one time and we, you know, Jack and Jill fell down, rolled all the way back down to the bottom. Maybe not quite all the way to the bottom. Rolled down a ways. Um, and then now we're climbing back up, but I think we're climbing back up with different perspective, right? Because mm-hmm. this, now we realize that there's not really a top. We're just going to climb. Yeah. And we're just going to keep climbing. Together. Yeah. And the goal is to climb together. The goal right. isn't to get to the top. I think that's a, that's a cool... Um, that's a cool learning. So I think, you know, for me, like what I was saying, and, you know, for me, it was, it was all about kind of like stripping it back to, to the bare minimum I had to do to kind of prepare for battle every day. And it sounds kind of crazy to talk about like preparing for battle as like the marriage as if like I was preparing to fight you. And it's like, and, and even maybe that's something we could talk about some is like, because I think sometimes you felt like I might have been preparing to fight you. Well, um, but really, it's, it's like I was preparing to fight for us. Right. And maybe that was fight with you <laughs> I don't know, sometimes, right? Like, in, I don't know, right? But it's like, but the, but I was, I was trying to figure out like, cause I knew, I knew that I was getting weaker and I knew that me being, by, by dropping some of the stuff and I knew that me getting weak was not going to help mm-hmm. me fix this or, or fight it or get on, get back to climbing up instead right. of falling down. I knew it was only gonna help. I knew it was only gonna cause me to fall more. So it's like, all right, what what's the minimum I have to do to at least maintain my my strength, not my physical strength, but like my all all the pieces strength. Mm-hmm. What's what's my to make what's the, the minimum best I have to do game. to be able to yeah to to be at least at my current strength of playing the game. Hopefully, getting getting better in the game because I think because if it, if I'm falling down now, I'm probably not good enough to play this game. So I got to get better, but I got to do it while while I'm tumbling down the mountain. <laughs> so I gotta figure out what's a lot the, of analogies going on here. Mountain, mountain game. Yeah, it's all good. So battle fight. So I gotta figure out what's the bare minimum I have to do. Right. Because the tumbling is hard. What's the bare minimum I have to do to like to keep the, my strength up or else I don't have a chance. Right? So I gotta mm-hmm. I gotta and, and so it's it's all about just like figuring out what that minimum is and just like being like like ridiculous ridiculously committed to doing those small things every day mm-hmm. so that you can have a chance to play, mm-hmm. you know, every mm-hmm. single day. Um, and I think the other thing is, is, is like, it's a bit of like an attitude thing, right? So like for me, um, you know, just, just like super committed to the cause. It's like, 
like I'm I'm gonna lean in. I'm not gonna like walk away. I'm not gonna like go like you know live my life as roommates. It's like I'm I'm not just like not going there. Can you sort of explain like the because I feel like I have context when you said lean in, but for somebody that maybe doesn't understand that phrase, like can you kind of explain like what leaning in? I guess is? like. Yeah, so so I guess maybe it's the opposite of leaning out. So like leaning out would be, um, you know, things are hard between me and you, so I'm just going to go do something else. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go spend my time fly fishing. I'm going to go spend my time like watching TV, or watching TV, or right. whatever, F- tying flies or screwing around in the garage or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm just going to kind of like avoid you and kind of just let you be over there. Right? And it's like, and I think sometimes I probably, well, I know I did it the wrong way. And I think sometimes like it's exhausting. It was exhausting for you. And that's what I mean by the wrong way. But it's like, like, I'm going to kind of go into it mm-hmm. and I'm going to say, you know what? Like, I'm going to not do that. Well, cause I think, um, what's interesting is like somebody going to work out, like could be leaning out for some people, like, and, and some days there were some days where like that I re- that I resented the working out and stuff but for you like the working out was leaning in so like what is there a fundamental I don't know this is pertaining to the topic we're talking about but like that there's what is there like a fundamental difference between like you working out and leaning in and you work and like seeking working out to lean out Does, do you know what I'm yeah asking? well I mean it, it's it's ex- it's just as simple as what you're saying right so it's like why it everything comes down to the why so like, I was working out to so, for lots of reasons. So sometimes it was just to keep my body in a physical shape where I could like have enough energy to not fall asleep at the end of my workday mm-hmm. to help you with the kitchen, yeah. to help you with the kids. Right. Right. For people who who don't know, like you know, recently kind of got like in shape quite a bit from where I've been in, in my life and have like a lot more energy. And it's like, and I, and I use that energy. Like I need that energy. You know, I went from the guy who would come home from work, you know, and sleep on the couch basically to the guy who can, you know, come home from work and like help with things and help finish dinner and play with the kids and put the kids down and do stuff. And it's like, I needed that energy. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and it doesn't come for free. Mm -hmm. It comes from doing stuff. So, so sometimes it was just, Hey, I got to keep, I keep that level of energy so that I have it as as one of my weapons to go to war with, you know, to, to do that stuff. Cause, mm-hmm. cause maybe that will help if I can take, if I can ease some of your burden, if I can give you a day off, if I can mm-hmm. just not be so tired and cranky because being cranky doesn't help us communicate. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so all that stuff, right. So some of, some of it was that sometimes it was, you know, like if I go work out for 20 minutes and go like, just burn off some energy, mm-hmm. Like, I'm just, like, in a better place mm-hmm. to come in and be focused and have my head clear and that stuff. Sometimes right. it was, you know, this is really super stressful. I'm just going to, like, burn off some stress, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it's, like, now I come back to our relationship and you don't have to deal with that stress that I just, like, killed in 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. But it, but the point, but it, it and I can't say, again, I'm, I'm going to say all this stuff and I'm going to stop with the disclaimer, but it's, like, not that I was ever perfect at this. Sure. But leaning out would be, I don't want to deal with you, so I'm going to go run for an hour. So that's one less hour I have to be with you. Yeah, right. Right. That's what I was thinking about. You know, it's like leaning in is, 
I'm going to go run for an hour so that I can get my head into place to come back and have a conversation right. that will hopefully be good. Mm-hmm. Because if I have the conversation right now, I'm going to screw it up. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go get myself in a place mm-hmm. where I have a chance of not screwing it up. Mm-hmm. Still might screw it up, but at least I have a better chance. Right. And and if I'm doing it for that, then even if I mess it up, it's like, I don't know. I think it counts differently. Yeah. You know? Right. And the hard part is it all looks the same. It looks like me yeah. running for an hour. Right. <laughs> right. It's like it sure. doesn't. Well, um, kind of. But at the same time, like, I think the fact that you um, have worked a lot of your stuff like around our family I mean so like your working out happens a lot of his stuff like you you do your stuff like right now or it has been before we got up in the morning like you did a lot of your stuff before we were even and that's changing a little bit but um before we were even up and then like you're you know you're meeting uh like exodus 90 meeting or whatever like your regular guys meeting like was um Again, like you worked it around the family, you worked it out so you could be gone really early in the morning so you'd be back by the time like me and the kids were getting up. Like I think you were really intentional in the last several months about doing the things that you had to do and putting your armor on like so that you were actually available for the battle because you could be missing from the battle and putting your armor on during that, like running for an hour and not present. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like I'm sort of seeing this in hindsight, like how intentional a lot of that has been um, so that you would actually be available for battle. Yeah. So I, and, I think that and and that's amazing. For sure. Um, maybe like what, you know, I don't know, from your perspective, anything to what, what kind was, of telling my story about. Kind of like what I was doing during that time. So I'm, I'm always a little bit later to the game than Tim. <laughs> much slower processor, much, much slower learner. Um, uh, and I just battle different obstacles than he does. So um, so on top of all the busy and on top of all the disconnection and the fighting each other and stuff like that, um, for me, I feel like there's been a lot of spiritual warfare going on and Um, I kind of didn't see it for a while until, like, every conversation I had with people about, like, what was going on, um, which which really, I think part of the reason it took me so long to sort of talk to people about this was, like, at the time it hit, it was summertime, and one of the major things that disappeared for me was my mom's group, which is a huge, like, spiritual support for me, and that's where I see, like, my friends, and there's regular, like, prayer and support and, and stuff like that, and we don't meet during the summer, and so... Um, so that was gone. And when, when things are happening between us and I'm feeling really disconnected, um, I, I tend to feel really lonely and I tend to feel very isolated. And last, this summer, I think part of what was so hard for me was I was feeling incredibly isolated and I felt very alone in our struggles. And it felt, I felt really embarrassed and like ashamed for, for struggling. Um, and I, I think that was all part of sort of like Satan kicking me when I was down, like sort of, you know, isolate the sheep from the, the flock, you know. And um, and so for a long time, like there wasn't really and like the I have sort of two people that I really kind of 
um, when things are really, really crappy and like I can't really get a hold of other friends, like I have two people that I really go to and like they had a ton of stuff going on in their lives. So they were busy too. And so I was feeling really isolated and like we were super busy. And, and so at least for the summer and like kind of the fall, I was, I was sort of just kind of hanging on for dear life and like the wheel was turning. And like, so when I get really stressed and anxious, I, I kind of just like hold on to the wheel and the wheel is going forward and I'm just going forward. And like, and, and there were a lot of things that I was just doing because it was on the calendar and I was just doing them because like, you know, I was, I was committed to them. So I felt like I had to go and, and all this stuff. And I think it was, um, late, maybe late fall when you were like, I'm taking charge of our calendar next year. We're going to like make this thing look different. And at that point I started going, Oh, well, why I'm doing a lot of things that I should do, or I'm doing these things that like I'm doing just because I feel committed to them. I feel obligated or whatever. And, and so that was kind of the beginning was starting to like sort of throw things off the ship and started to really examine like, is this thing that I'm going to, is this activity that I'm doing really helping me where I'm at or is it just draining me? Um, and, and I felt really guilty for sort of like dropping these things. But as I started dropping each thing, I started taking like a deeper breath. And, and it was, I mean, there were the, the, I think the hard part was there were good things. Um, like we had been volunteering with the youth group and, um, and, and that's something that we're passionate about. We've been helping re- with retreats and, and that's been beautiful. And it's been such a neat thing in our lives and for our kids to be a part of and stuff. And it was hard to like sort of let that go. But, um, but that was one of the things that we had to let go of. We had to, to say, this is not the season for this. Um, you know, and we had like a, a small group at church and, and again, this is like, these are all really good things, but they're just, they just weren't serving where I was at right now. And so, um, so that was sort of the first step of like trying to come up for, for air. Um, we started to like toss things off the ship. I'm using a lot of analogies now too. Um, and then, um, like holidays hit and that was sort of like the kind of some of the worst of the worst because they're busy and there's, I, I think I put a lot of expectations on myself and, um, and that was sort of, again, like hanging on for dear life. And when I, I think things really started to crack and the pressure really started to crack. Um, and so during this time for me, like, um, leaning in, um, was very, very minimal. I mean, for me, I felt like I was in anxiety, like survival mode. And, um, I think at minimum I was praying for you and, and started praying for me. And, um, I, I've been reading this book. Um, uh, Ann Voskamp's A Thousand Gifts. And so I was trying to like do, I was trying to, and, and because it's all about gratitude and, um, and, and the thousand gifts are writing down a thousand things that you're grateful for. And, and so this idea of like gratitude, I, I know that gra- the gratitude journal was a big part of one of one of the things I was doing when, um, things were going really well for us and we had started the podcast and everything like that. And so, I was like, okay, I'm going back to, that was my going back to the basics was my gratitude journal and, and that, and being really intentional with that. Um, and, and then started to like also write down things that I was grateful for about you. Um, and in that, like, and then started like make that part of a regular daily practice. Um, and, and, um, 
but also another part for me was just um, being um, willing to even go into these hard moments with you. And, and for me, that's that was as simple as literally being there, present there, because um, I would say early in our marriage, um, I used to disappear for a couple of days, not like not like go off, but like I would I watched a lot of TV, um, you know, back before we had children. Um, and that was my, I realize now in hindsight, like that was my way to deal with my anxiety was sort of like, um, disappear into reading or disappear into watching TV until, um, until I don't know, like I watched something that sort of gave me an emotional boost to like come back and deal with you. But sometimes that could be a couple of days and you, and I think you've commented on sort of me like, um, running away from you. Um, and so some of that was just literally like those moments and those arguments where we're in the same room and literally just wanting to walk up, like get up and walk out of the room and like not even deal and like go watch TV so that I just like didn't have to deal. Um, and, and so like, so just literally being in the room and being like, I'm going to be in this and I'm going to embrace the suck and I'm going to sit in this hard place and like, and it's just going to really suck, but I'm going to be here and I'm going to be willing to have this conversation for the hundredth time because maybe this will be the time that we have this breakthrough. Um, and that was like all, and that took everything that I had, but I wasn't really like fighting a whole with much. Like I didn't have much to fight with at the time. And so, um, so like, I don't know if that's, I should go into like the last few weeks, but that started, this has started to change the last few weeks. Um, and I had, so, you know, I've been meeting with my mom's group and we're, and again, we're still listening to this podcast, Abiding Together. Um, and we had listened to this episode um, where, and the, I don't remember exactly what the episode was about. Maybe it was about spiritual warfare or something, but they had a, pre, a guest on. It was a priest who does exorcisms. And he said um, uh, that the very first thing that they prescribe when people come to them and saying they're having issues with spiritual warfare and they need help is the very first thing they prescribe while they're trying to work this thing out is the Angelus. And I'd heard of this prayer before, but um, um, but I didn't, I had never utilized it. I didn't really know what it was. Um, and it's this prayer that they, that people have been doing for a really long time. And they usually pray at 6 noon, 6 a.m. noon and 6 p.m. And I kind of took note. I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting that that's the very first thing that they prescribe. Um, and I was like, maybe I should start praying that. And, but the six noon and six was like, those are really inconvenient times. Like that's really early. Noon is like right in the middle of the day. I'd be with the kids and like six is dinner time. Like I'd have to stop in the middle of that. That seems really awkward. And so I kind of like pinned it in the back of my brain, but it was like, cause I'm such a rule follower. And then, um, like a, a couple months ago, my friend, um, Hey Liz, um, She's like, I've been praying the Angelus. And I'm like, really? And she's like, yeah, there's an app. And I was like, well, what's it called? And she's like, Angelus. And I was like, that's cool. And she's like, you can even set alarms on it. And then she was like, yeah, but I've been praying it at whatever time. It wasn't the six noon and six. And she's like, I started with just the noon one. And 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 that was kind of a light bulb moment for me because I'm such a rule follower. I was like, oh, I could just start with one. And oh, I could just pray it at a time that's like better. 
And, and it was just kind of this weird, like, light bulb moment. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to start with one. And so, um, so I started praying the noon one. And the first time, like, my alarm, it's like the the app, like, the bells go off. Sounds like church bells, and it's kind of cool. And my and Mathen, our son, like, was like, what is that? And I was like, well, I was like felt really awkward and weird about it. And I was like, well, it's, like, my alarm for this prayer I'm supposed to do. He's like, cool, what is it? And he, like, comes over to me because I have my phone. And he's like, awesome. And so it's like this, you know, call and response is what we did at the beginning of this podcast. And he like was really excited about it. And I was like, okay, like, yay. (laughs) So, and so he started like praying the Angelus with me at noon. And, um, we've, I've just kind of had some really cool moments. Like I was at a birthday party the other day and my alarm went off. And so like my friend Liz happened to be there and we like prayed the Angelus in the middle of the playground in this middle of this part, this birthday party, like together. Um, cause we both like our alarms were going off and, um, and then, um, I started just like praying it when I first wake up in the morning and I didn't, um, you know, idealistic perfectionist me, like started, stopped worrying about it being like perfectly at 6am. It was just like, whatever, whenever I get up, the, I'm going to be praying this. Um, and, and then like, um, and then when I remember, like I do the last one, whenever at night I get a, a moment. Um, and so sort of like letting go of, of having it, this thing be perfect. So I started praying the Angelus like for, these like spiritual attacks that I've been having and, um, and for our marriage and like for Tim and Exodus 90 and, um, and, um, and so that was like one of the things that I had started doing. And then, um, and, um, and then he had asked me to pray this novena for marriage, I guess. Yeah. Uh, So what it was. So you were talking about some of the things you were doing, right? And it's like, it's funny because we're just very different in the way we attack life, right? Which, and in, so, in so many ways, it's it's very complimentary and it's cool. But it's like, you know, you talked about like me taking control of the calendar. Like, I fought with you about that. Like, that yeah. it wasn't like, oh, thank you for building the no, calendar. It, wasn't it was pretty. like a disaster. But, but it was like... And I had many meltdowns over that. But it was one of those things where I was like... It's like, and I, I knew it was going to be a mess. Like, mm-hmm. I, I knew it. Mm-hmm. But it was one of those things where I was like, it, it, I just got to do it. Yeah. And it's like, I'm just going to, it's like, because I have to go into it. And we're talking about leaning in and going into it. And it's like, it's like, I knew I couldn't go around the gauntlet. I had to go through it. And that was just the first, the first thing I had, first obstacle I had to get through in the gauntlet. Mm-hmm. And I knew it was going to be hard, but sometimes you're just like, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, like, okay, I can do hard things. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go. Yeah. And then the next thing, the next part of the gauntlet was, um, I don't exactly know like what popped into my brain, but I was like, we got to start praying together. We don't pray together. Mm-hmm. We got to start praying together. Right mm-hmm. in the middle of this, like, we can't even talk. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we can't have a conversation, right. but we're supposed to pray together. Right. That's going to be a mess too. Yeah. But like, cool. Next obstacle, you know, next gladiator, I got to go fight off, like whatever. And so I was like, well, how, how do you do that? And then I randomly um, hit up my, my Exodus buddy and I was like, what are you like? Do you guys pray together? Like, mm-hmm. I need help. 
Because, you know, kind of like, like you. Year, almost 12 years in, we still struggle to pray together. Yeah, like struggle is almost not even like a strong enough word. Right. Um, it's like barely there. Right. But it's there now, which is cool, or as of the last couple of weeks. But it's like yeah. one of those things where you were, you had to get over six, noon, and six being like right. the the rule. Yeah. I had to get over the fact that I felt stupid having to ask for help with this. Having to ask somebody, I don't even know, like... Oh, you mean like asking someone, what do you pray, what do you guys do? Like, I don't even know what it's supposed to look like. Yeah. Like, I feel stupid Yeah. that, like, as a 30-year Catholic, guy with a Catholic podcast, <laughs> guy that stands up and leads worship in front of the church with all these people who's been married for 12 years, mm-hmm. you know... And, and, like, I don't even, like, if somebody asked me what that's supposed to look like, I don't even have, like, a starter right. a starter answer. Right. And so, but I, so I, but I was like, you know what? Like, this is stupid. Me just, like, feeling stupid about this is, is not going to help me win. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to start asking people. And so chat my buddy Mark on our little excess thread, and I was like, hey, man, like, do, A, do you pray together with right. your wife? And B, hopefully you do. And if you do, like, help? Yeah. Like, what do y'all even do? Right. Oh, I, actually, I know what it was. He had mentioned, because um, I, I was, I'd hit him up for something else, and he had mentioned that him and his wife were getting ready to pray and go to bed. And I was like, ding, ah. ding, ding. That guy, I was like, I don't even know if they're doing it right, but they're doing something. So I was like, what? Do you, I was like, I'm gonna take this opportunity. So I was like, what do you mean pray? <laughs> like, right. what do you do? Right. And he was like, oh, we're praying this Angelus, or not the Angelus, this novena from Saint Jose Maria Escriva mm-hmm. for something. And I was like. Oh, cool. And he just, like, texted it to me. I was like, nice. Dude, perfect. Yeah. And, like, I had... Oh, I didn't know that's where it came from. Well, so I had just bought, like, 20 minutes before that, I had just bought this, like, book on how to pray together. And then I see Mark, and then he hits me, and then he hits me this thing. I was like, oh, that's even better. I don't have to read a book. Like, and so it was great. So then I was like, whatever, I'll just start with that. Mm -hmm. I'll do something. And and it's something I can do every night. And it's something, like that I can just insert into a system and we'll just start with it and we'll just do it. But it was one of those things where I was like, it's just, I just had to like do something. I just had to move my feet because mm-hmm. I knew that praying together was going to be good. Even if the, even if it wasn't great prayer, whatever that means in right. quotes. Right. I, but I was like, I got to move my feet in this direction. And I was like, but I also had to be kind of ready for it to be a fight. Cause I had no idea how you were going to feel about it. Well, and that's, I think part of the leaning in thing, because I don't really remember when we started that, but like, um, praying with you is a very, very vulnerable thing, especially like when we're disconnected and especially like when my anxiety is keyed up because I'm like worried about what you think of me and worried about like, you know, what you think of my prayer or whatever. Um, and so like showing up to do that, just being willing to like, I mean, I, I wasn't like super stoked about, like I was stoked that you were asking me for what it's worth. Um, I was, I was I was like, yes, this is good. But at the same time, I was like, oh, but this is hard. Um, and so, so yeah, I was really thankful for that. And then that sort of, sort of started the momentum. And as soon as that um, ended, um, I was kind of like, well, what now? And then um, St. Rita came across my path. I don't really remember how. And, and then like, the next day or something, I got this email. I'm, I'm part of this email list for, um, it's called PrayMoreNovenas.com. Um, and the next prayer was St. Rita, the Novena to St. Rita. And I was like, yes. And we had like just looked her up um, on All Saints Day for school. And she's my she's my confirmation saint, but um, 
I I didn't know at the time that she was the patron of um, she's the patroness of impossible causes, which always makes me chuckle a little bit because sometimes I feel like we're impossible. Um, but I also learned she's the patron of uh, difficult marriages. And I even texted you that day and was like, ha ha, look at this. Um, but and so that novena like popped up and I was like, all right. And so we started praying that together. Um, so that kind of continued the momentum of praying together at night. And I feel like we're kind of in a good place at the moment for the first time ever, like in 12 years, we've been able, been able to like keep this ball rolling. It exists. And for that, I'm, I'm grateful. thankful. Yeah, for sure. And, and two, um, I don't, I, this is a terrible segue. I don't, I don't know, but, um, we're, you know, talking about sort of the last few months and we keep talking about battle and like spiritual warfare or whatever, but, um, and I kind of just like want to share a little bit of that as, as with the anxiety and with um, just being really disconnected and everything, um, I had been having episodes where I'd been feeling attacked and and some of what that looked like was there had been there was a day where um, uh, I can't remember if this was before or after I ran into somebody, but um, I was folding laundry one day and it was very like you know sun was shining through the windows. It was a very, like, peaceful moment. I was, like, you know, folding laundry. And all of a sudden, this, like, vision, very vivid, clear vision came into my head um, of this, like, scene of me going to Tim and, like, the very distinct words of me, like, asking him for a divorce and, like, what that conversation would look like. And it was, like whoa, like, what the heck is going on? And um, I don't have a particular, I've never really had a particular, like, devotion to Mary. Um, and, um, and uh, like, the prayer, the memorari came to my head, which is, like, a prayer I'm not super familiar with, but it was, like, a prayer that a priest had given me as a penance, like, years ago. And and I was like, um, okay. So I started like praying the memory over and over and over and over again, like through this whole thing. And um, and so I've had so a few of these episodes um, where where stuff like this has been happening. And um, and then I ran into this person, and we were talking about like spiritual warfare, and he was talking about how he was reading this book about like um, demons, or he was listening to this podcast about demons. Um, and he was talking about how there are some particular ones that are um, um, uh, only able to be conquered through the intercession of Mary, that they are more, um, that there's like a particular brand of demon that's like, um, that that's like more scared of Mary than they are Jesus. And I was like, that's really weird and interesting that like we're having this conversation because again, I'm not like, I don't have a particular devotion to Mary. And like this Marian prayer, the memorari is a Marian prayer, um, like propped into my brain. And so it was just, it was interesting that I was like having this conversation, you know, within the same time period as like this attack and this prayer thing. And so, um, and so, and then the Angelus is, you know, also sort of like a um, Marian thing too. But, um, and so, so that's kind of, along with everything else that had been going on in the last several months, like there have been several episodes of this. And then, um, and like, and I'd also been feeling like 
for the last several months that there had been this cloud over me that I couldn't, I couldn't get rid of. Um, and that like this wall between me and Tim. And I felt like every time that we were fighting, like we were just, that there was this wall and I couldn't get to him on the other side. And, um, and then, um, so the last few weeks I've been praying the Angelus and the last few weeks we've been praying together as a couple and we had prayed like the novena to St. Rita and, um, and also like been getting back into like prayer routine and, and working out and I've been doing this class, this class, this called the mindful Catholic. And it's like this mindfulness practice and doing all this like physical and spiritual work. Um, and we, a couple weekends ago, we had like this really awful weekend. Um, and we just, it was like, we were fighting all weekend long and we weren't getting anywhere. And like, um, and it was so frustrating for both of us. And then that week, um, after some more prayer, like I didn't want to have this conversation. And I like started this conversation with him and it just happened to be, like work out like the kids were entertained and he had like some time off in the afternoon and we were able to start this conversation. And it was like the same exact conversation that we had had over the weekend, but it was, I was finally able to hear him. And it was like, for the moment, the wall was down and I could hear what you were saying. And, um, and it, and what was really powerful to me was for the first time, I felt like you were, I finally got the message that you were fighting for me and with me. I think the most powerful was like fighting with me. Um, and that at times it looked like you were throwing daggers at me, but you were throwing like the daggers at the thing like inside me, which is like the anxiety and the spiritual warfare and whatever, all the things, but that it looked like you were fighting me. And I was finally able to hear you. And like, it was this huge conversation. And then the next day I woke up and it was like, the wall was gone. The cloud was gone. And I, it was, it, I couldn't, it was like Christmas day. Like I, I was like, I was joyful and had energy for the first time in months. And it was amazing. And I, I had this thoughts of like all these things that I wanted to do that day. And I was going to like paint and clean the house and like, I don't know, like all these things. And then immediately and I was like, it's gone. It's done. We're, we're done. And then I had this thought of, hold up. Maybe we're not done. I need to do my work. And I immediately went into like the working out and the, or the praying and the, my mindfulness exercises and my, the Angelus and all the things. Um, and, and it was an amazing day. And then like we had the, the best weekend ever, like last weekend with the, the snow weekend or whatever. It was just like the most amazing weekend we've had in so long. Um, but it and but um but it wasn't gone and 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 like i had this sense of like nope you're not done but you have like the armor and so since then like just being really diligent about putting that armor on and doing the physical and the spiritual um has allowed us to like maintain that connection and has allowed me to be present has allowed me to like fight um be ready every day to fight like what I feel like is, is still there, but I feel like it doesn't have a, a, a hold on me. Yeah. That was a lot of talking. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all, no, it's good. But I think, you know, what that makes me think of, right. It's like, it's like you sort of come full circle, right? So if, if you know, in this short little time period of circle, it's like, all right. So, you know, if, if we're not careful, the story sounds like this. So, 
were working out, we were praying, we were eating right every day, life was good, we got busy, we dropped some of that stuff, went to crap, somehow drug ourselves back to doing that stuff, and it's good again. Mm-hmm. So then what's going to happen where it doesn't go to crap again, right? Mm-hmm. And so we were talking, um, like Amy said, date nights back, so we were on our date night on Wednesday, thought about recording a podcast, uh, but we didn't. But we were talking on Wednesday about this very thing, right? Like, because, you know, because I'm, I'm thinking to myself, cool, right? Things feel good. And not that I think everything will be good forever, for always, and it'll be stable, but it's like, you know, but I'd, I'd like to think about, like, what, what, what would be different, mm-hmm. you know? How could we perhaps be more stable in this? And and what happened last time, right? And, and you said something that was really um, profound to me in an angle that I hadn't thought of mm-hmm. until you said it. But I think the difference this time around, um, if we're successful, is that it's not just about Tim being strong in all the ways and Amy being strong in all the ways individually. Mm-hmm. It's required, but it's insufficient. If we're gonna, if we're gonna keep climbing together, if we're gonna stay in the game, what we're gonna have to do is we're gonna have to do those things, and be individually strong, and we're gonna have to build strength around the we. Right. I think the I think the part of the problem was is that when we were individually strong in the past season, it was fragile because it was built on a very um, not strong we. Not right. strong connection. I don't know what to call this we, but it's not strong we. So it sort of it, it wasn't as strong as it could have been, right? Yeah. And so it was fragile, and it and it worked when things were okay, but it fell apart when things got a little bit hard. I think we were sort of running. We were kind of running our own races, like, and and not on the same team. Like we were. It was kind of like we were both doing well. We were we were individually getting stronger, but we were sort of playing on different teams. Yeah, and, and or I don't know, the, yeah, yeah. We were definitely not, not playing on the same team. I think we were missing out on the strength that is, you know, there's like that thing where you can have like two ropes, but you twist them together and mm-hmm. they're way stronger. They're mm-hmm. not just like doubly strong. They're mm-hmm. way stronger twisted together than they are just two strands, right? Yeah. And so we were two strong strands, but we weren't taking advantage of the fact that if we twisted them together, we would be way, way, way stronger. Right. So we weren't strong enough to deal with what happened. And um, we kind of fell apart. We, we, but I believe that we could have been strong enough to deal with that mm-hmm. had we kind of bound it together. So, so the thing that we're, you know, learning, um, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer that through that with trials and suffering and whatever you want to call things that are bad, there's, there's a gift in there somewhere. And so you got to look for the gift. And so I think the gift for me was learning that, was learning that, you know, the same discipline that I have to apply to waking up in the morning and doing my workout and, and doing my prayer time and all of that, I have to apply that same discipline to, and I don't know 100% know what the system is yet, we're building it, but it's like I have to apply the same discipline to whatever it is the things that will build the we whatever that minimum is that i have that mm-hmm. we have to do i have to approach it with the same non-negotiable gonna gonna do it commitment just 
focus and attention on it mm-hmm. so that that piece, so that the, the binding together of the strands, and I think certainly the prayer we're doing is, is absolutely part of it. Prayer is part of it, right? And I think that'll get better and figure it out over time. I don't know what else, but we'll figure out that over time too. But I think the idea is <clears throat> that that is a focus um, and needs to be a first order concern, it needs to be as important as my waking up and, and doing what I need to do to be strong. I need to do whatever we need to do mm-hmm. so that the we is um, that the we is strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, how, how long are we going here? It's a little long. I, maybe we can even talk about like the gifts and sort of what we've gotten out of it the next time. Yeah. So um, I think we might need to wrap up. Yeah, we could. You know, I think there's a there's several kind of things out of this that we can we can talk about next time. But I think, you know, it's it's a cool, um, I guess for me, just in kind of wrapping up, right? It's like it's. I think that there's a perspective that I hope. Um, that I hope everyone else has, or that I, I hope maybe we can help to encourage people to have. That it's like, um, part of me wants to get a t-shirt that says this, that's like, you know, life is messy in real life. <laughs> and I think sometimes the living of life, um, it's just messy. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and it's hard, and sometimes it feels bad in the moment, and all the things. Um, but... But it, it, it just is, you know? And so we shouldn't get discouraged by the hard times. They're just the next problem to solve. It's just the thing we have to fight. And I think, um, you know, it's hard and it's messy. And, you know, that weekend where it was like one giant fight, yeah, that did suck. I didn't like it. Um, but I think it's important to fight the temptation to, like, despair over it. I wasn't hopeless about it. I was, I was annoyed that we couldn't figure it out. I was beginning to get exhausted by the conversation. Like there was lots of stuff, but I wasn't hopeless. I wasn't despairing because life is messy in real life. And it was just messy. And I knew it was messy. Yeah. And... But I also like, you know, I think the other thing, too, is talking about leaning in is, you know, I, I, I still love you. Right. It's like mm-hmm. it's just it's, it's messy. And the idea that all that can exist at one time, I think, is like a really profound reality. Like we can be not able to communicate. We can be really annoyed with each other. We mm-hmm. can be really frustrated. We can say things that are hurtful because of the way we feel mm-hmm. and we can still love each other and be leaning in and want this to be forever and want the best for each other all at the exact same time in the same messy weekend. And I think mm-hmm. that's why the word messy feels so good to me to describe that stuff because it is, it's like, it doesn't even make sense how like you can be all of that at one time. Right. But you can and and a lot um, and you are and you should be you know yeah. like like when you are frustrated and when you are like you should also like be in love and be leaning in and want the best for the other person and and want to figure out whatever it is that you're frustrated about and all like all the things mm-hmm. you know but i think sometimes feeling like you have to choose or or pick a side within yourself mm-hmm. of like how how can this all be 
I, I think that's just a and I just don't think that's the reality of the situation. The reality is it's just a mess. It's just a big, it's like a pile of laundry. There's like a, you know, pants sticking out this way and shirts. It's like, it's just, it's all just a big mess, tangled up mess. And that's, that's just life. Yeah. I think part of my leaning in was, I definitely think I have more tendency than you do to like lose hope and to despair. Um, especially like when anxiety is a factor and and all the things, and I, I think that there were some really low moments for me over the last um, several months. But, um, and I, I think that you're um, sort of saying some of those things in the moment, like, I love you, I still love you, like, I'm still here, I'm not going anywhere, you know, all those things and those reassurances, like, even when I f- was in sort of a, like, in a place where I felt like this is never gonna change, we are stuck here forever, like, and sort of in this, like, despairing moment, part of my leaning in was also still showing up for the fight and being in the moment and being in the suck and being like, well, I'm going to show up anyway, just in case this is the conversation that gets us out of this, even though we've had a hundred of these and it hasn't gone anywhere. Yeah. And so. Yeah. So, you know, so I hope that, you know, everybody's excited we're back. We're excited we're back. Plan on being back. Um you know, it's life's messy in real life, so making no promises on how regular we'll post, but it'll be regular. Um, you know, we're back. We're trying to do these things, and I and I think part of our prayer, um, you know, pray for us. But I think you know part of our prayer and this podcast is is to pray for all of you out there because, you know, if it's if it's something that we need, you know, the devil doesn't want healthy marriages, yes. right? Right, and. He does, and so it's like if it's, but if it's one thing we all need, it's it's prayers and um, and it's support and it's community, um, and so you know we'll add to our prayer um, as we figure out what that means to pray as a couple. But we'll add to our prayer all of you um, to kind of keep this community thing going. So um, glad to be here. Glad episode eight's a thing. Um, you know maybe we should hit maybe we should set a goal for a number of episodes for the year. Not right now, but we'll do it. Why don't we just like record fifty this weekend? We'll just like post them periodically. There you go, fifty this weekend. All this the tonight. Let's go all night, all nighter. Nope. Nope. <laughs> all right, that's a wrap. That's a wrap.